Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special Prague Report podcast. We have a top five episode where we are going to tackle Symphony X, which is really exciting. And joining us is none other than the man himself, Michael Romeo. How you doing? How you doing, man? I am chilling. I'm good. Well, we're here to talk about uh, not only uh, Symphony X, but also his brand new uh, solo record, War of the Worlds Part 2, which comes out on March 25th. And uh, we're excited about that record. There's a couple of singles out now, which you can check out online on YouTube and streaming services and everything there. So check that out. And uh, joining me is our good friend, Daniel Levy, all the way from Brazil. Hey, Roy. What's up, everyone? Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So as anybody that maybe has listened to the podcast before, Dan is our uh, resident Symphony X expert. So, of course, we had to have him on this one to uh to talk about uh you know one of his favorite all-time bands and uh and a band that uh i mean i'm sure a lot of our listeners love and are, are thrilled that uh we have you on man uh first of all how's everything been treating you pandemic wise and you know how have you been doing yeah yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> like all musician guys it's been yeah it's been it's been tough man it's it's just been it's just been it's been rough you know financially it's a little rough all these tours getting canceled yeah um i think for me and a, a lot of guys i talk to on the phone about you know a lot of musician friends of mine i think too it's his mental thing um and i've been talking i talked to russ last week i talked to lapon just the other day and like we're trying to talk about you know what are we going to do for a new record and we have a tour coming up it's like yeah let's get things back to freaking normal right. but i think all that time that has passed um it, it's it's the whole process just being feels slower, you know, and I think it's just from us not just doing band stuff. You know, the last time that we played on stage was the end of 2019, right before this whole COVID thing. And then all those tours were canceled and that's a letdown. And it's like, oh man, this sucks. And now things are getting better. And it's like, okay, you know, we have this tour coming up in May and fingers crossed that there's going to be no more shit with that. Right. And, but yeah, trying to, you know, talking about ideas for a record, I'll come down here every day and I'm trying to come up with some riffs or some ideas. And it's just, it's just slower than normal. And it's, I think it's just because trying to find inspiration and, and, and trying to think positive and it's like trying to think positive and then maybe I'll put the news on for a minute and I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. What yeah, the, you... what the going on? It's a challenge because you can get like burned out mentally and then you go into your creative mode, but you cannot separate the two. So you're kind of thinking about all the shit that's going on and all that. So yeah. I'm sure for like musicians, it's extra challenging. Yeah. I mean, I know, like I said, a bunch of guys I talked to, they're kind of experiencing the same thing. It's like, it feels so long ago, like that it was a real thing. And now it's like, all right, now it's starting to come back. And I think uh, creatively, it's like, this is going to take a minute. I mean, for me, it's taken a minute, you know, it's like, okay, but I'm sure like, you know, just talking to the guys a lot um, and we'll be on tour. And I think once all that, those normal things start happening and doing band things, you know, just stupid shit, you know, being on a bus, goofing around and all that nonsense, you know, and, and the crowd reaction and all that, uh, that makes the writing process yeah. a little easier it makes you feel motivated you feel inspired it's like oh this is cool and you know oh when we did this live this part of the song really went over good and what if we have a song now that has something like that so like a lot of these things you're thinking about and then when it doesn't happen for two years or whatever it's like oh shit was i in a band you know <laughs> didn't we do that you know so and then there's some guys that during the whole thing and lockdown and everything they were super productive just banging <laughs> right. stuff out and i'm like <laughs> 
I, you know, that's, you know, God bless you, man. That's great. But there was a point where it's like, oh, man, this is like kind of freaking depressing a little bit. And not even depressing, just the uncertainty of like, all right, we're going to make plans and 2021 is going to be great. The tour is just going to get moved. And then it's like, oh, there goes that. And it was like, you know. Yeah, I think that was the real bummer because you felt like, all right, we're over 2020. 2021 is going to be things are going to start to come back. And then when yeah. everything crashed then, then it really kind of sucked worse. It was really like, oh, goodness. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it's going to happen. I think your tour, I, I think you have a good shot at it. I, I hope it happens. But yeah. um, people are pl people. Are oh, it's going to happen now. no matter what. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's no hope. And it's like, you know, there yeah. you go. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. great to hear. And uh, and Haken is joining you guys on that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. exciting, yeah. too. We, we love no. those guys. Uh, yeah. I want to talk to you about the, the new record. Um, you know, speaking of being productive and, and trying to write some music during this downtime, that's when this album happened. So talk about uh, just deciding to do it and what brought that on. Um, well, the whole thing with the solo record, I think that first one I started or decided to do it in 2017, I think, kind of. And it was right, you know, Russ had been in the accident and we were definitely on downtime because, you know, I mean, he went through that whole experience and I remember talking to him and he's just like, dude, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, I got to think about all this because it's a freaking tragic thing. And it's like, yeah, I mean, dude, whatever, you know, whatever you need to do, we'll take some time off, you know, clear your head and, and figure it out. Um, so I was like, all right. So the band was kind of on hiatus there for a minute. And it's like, all right, well, at least, man, maybe I'll do a solo record. I have a couple ideas and maybe something more cinematic and, I don't know, try some electronic stuff. Just, just you know, trying something a little different. And it'd be cool. So uh, with that, I, I just started writing for months and months. And, you know, usually when I start, I can't stop, which sucks because that's usually how I am. If I start, it's like, boom. Um. And I had way more stuff, you know, a couple months go by and I kind of look at what I had and, you know, it's a stupid amount. It was a stupid amount of stuff. So I'm like, all right, there's no way I can do this in one record. So I'll take half now. I'll put half aside for whenever, you know, whenever a cool time would be. Um, so then, yeah, I did part one. And then 2019, we're touring, you know, everything's good with Russ and the band. We were in Europe and, and, and everything was great. Um, then we had a tour for the states i think it was like april 2020 maybe so right in the beginning of 2020 it's like okay i got a little bit of time a couple months before we we start you know getting back to it um let me go look at the part two stuff i could probably finish it because like yeah a lot of it was done so luckily working on it and you know having some creative energy was before all the craziness really kicked in heavy so yeah started working on it early then i'm hearing about all this stuff and the next thing you know the tours canceled um simone Mulroni in italy the guy you know helps me you know do the mixing and mastering he can't get to his studio that's locked down everything you know it's you know i mean you know what happened so that whole schedule was off the rails um but luckily, I, I was able to kind of get it done. I mean, the album's been done for about a year now. It's just been kind of sitting. And I think, you know, label maybe, you know, when's the best time and what's going on with this and just everything, any kind of schedule. 
just goes off the rails, man. It's like everything was just like, what the hell, man? And like, how the hell are you supposed to, you know, organize your life and have some kind of a plan when it just keeps changing? But luckily, the solo record was early on, so it wasn't affected by any of that. You know, the tours, obviously, like we said, everything just got, you know, moved and then canceled, moved and canceled, moved and canceled. Well, but uh, glad to hear it's finally out. I have heard the album. It's great. Um, and you got a new singer on. It's uh, Dino Jelusic, right? Yeah, yeah, Dino. Yeah, yeah. And so how did you get hooked up with him? And what is it like working with him? Um, well, the whole idea with that, um, I knew on this one I wanted to try something different, you know, with the vocals. And I thought maybe I could do like a different singer on every song, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, maybe that's not. Maybe that's not the right thing for, for me. Uh, and then I started thinking about other guys maybe I could have sing and who I knew and, you know. And then I was talking to Simo, you know, on the phone with Simo one day. And he was like, oh, let me just ask my buddy Dino. He would love to do it. You know, and I was familiar with Dino a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, so then we're sending some files back and he's singing. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, this is like right on point, you know, right on point. So then it was like, done. You know, yeah, I mean, no, he kills a hit. Off to the amazing. races, yeah. Off to the races, and it was great. Mm -hmm. And one other thing I noticed, like a big aspect of this album is like the, the orchestral tones and the synthetic sounds. And and you listen to both part one and part two, and you go back like 15 years or so and compare it to the Odyssey. The Odyssey sounds amazing still, but like the, the upgrade is like palpable. You can really hear it. So uh it's the technology, it? yeah. Back then, I mean yeah you know not just the technology like all that orchestral stuff back then i mean it was okay not like what it is today and like i you know i was just dabbling in it then and and you know now it's like okay you know there's all these new libraries and there's all this you know there's so much stuff that you could pull off a real believable thing yeah it sounds so realistic it's great yeah. i know you got like different instruments in the album stuff uh, but like the synthetic sounds, they just sound like the real deal. It's great. Oh, man. Thanks, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of work. You know, you got to work that stuff, man. You got to finesse that stuff in. Yeah. And, but a little bit of time and, you know, I've been doing it for a while and it's like, okay, I, I, I know how to get the result I'm looking for. Just it takes a minute. Right. Um, when you're working on the solo material, um, you know, outside of, you know, not having the band Russell there and, and so on, but musically do you approach it differently are you writing it differently than you normally do how does it how does it work for you um i mean i think the the big difference like you know if we're working on stuff for for symphony x um we know we have to play it live you know so it's like okay um and i think we learned that lesson on the odyssey because we did the odyssey and it's like all this stuff going on and then it's like all right let's do this live and it's like oh Oh shit! I mean, how, <laughs> now we got to play. How's this gonna happen? <laughs> so I just remember a lot of rehearsals, and you know, oh maybe I'll play this string part line, and and maybe Pinella's doing this, and it took a minute. You know, it took a minute. I mean, I think we got it now to where it's like, okay, it it, it works. It it's it still expresses the song. It's you know maybe instrument is different here and there, but it works. So like yeah. with the solo record, don't have to think about that. You know, it's just like pile on whatever, you know, not just to pile it on to pile it on. But if I'm hearing something, it's like, yeah, OK, yeah, this part needs six guitars. 
fine. <laughs> you know, if he needs an orchestra and there's a bunch of, there's 10 synth tracks and there's friggin' sound design and then there's a friggin' cello or there's some freaking some other wacky instrument in there. Yeah, that's cool. I don't have to worry about it. Right. You know? One of the things too is that um, this new record or the, or the solo records really maintain kind of the, the heavier sound that Symphony X started to progress towards. Um, is that just where you, you are now as a, as a writer, or do you see the band going back to maybe some of the earlier kind of neoclassical style, or, or it just goes where it goes? You don't really worry about it. Yeah, man, I, I think it goes where it goes. You know, I mean, the neoclassical stuff early on, I think like me and Pinella in the early years, I mean, that was like our common ground, you know, him being a classical piano guy, and, you know, and I, and I liked, liked all that stuff too. So I think that was like a real easy thing. It's like, oh, I got this thing. And it says Bach thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I know that. Okay. Oh, this song's done. Okay. <laughs> but then I think over time, you know, with even just talking about classical music, it's like, yeah, I was listening to different things that I didn't maybe appreciate back then. You know, probably when I was young and if I heard the Rite of Springer, I'd just be like, oh, my God, this sounds like noise. You know, now I listen to it. I'm like, this is a fucking masterpiece, you know? Yeah, and it just takes time, you know. As you get older, you start to appreciate things. So, I mean, I, I think, yeah. I mean, we always have that classical element, but maybe it's not so much of the baroque. Maybe it's more now. It moved into like late romantic thing, or even some of this film thing, or where it's more epic, and it's, um, how can I say? It's like more thematic, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just goes where it goes. And the heavy thing, I think that probably started on Paradise Lost. And that was me. And that was me just thinking, it's like, man, you know, you know, need some songs with some fire. And then I remember thinking like, yeah, man, when I was young, you know, when that new friggin' Priest record came out or the new friggin' whatever came out. And it's like, oh, man, that riff. And, <laughs> and I just tried to put myself back in that mindset, you know. I remember Painkiller. Painkiller was a big thing that when, when Painkiller came. I was a friggin' pretty heavy bringing record for priest yeah great riffs and i'm like damn so yeah from paradise lost i think that was like yeah man trying to find that thing that made me want to do it in the first place and a lot of it is that you know priest mm -hmm. and sabbath definitely sabbath some of that yeah so um i i think it's probably interesting for you because you have this tour coming up which is the anniversary tour so you probably revisited some of the older material like to make a set list and and to just know what you guys are going to play um, so what's up with the new tour? Are you bringing back some of the old stuff? Are you focusing what's... We have no idea. You, you don't know yet? <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got to start thinking about it because, like, I got to start practicing this stuff because yeah. uh -huh. I don't remember these. Um, well, I, I, I hope it's finally the... Sorry, I hope it's finally the time you guys uh, release a live Blu-ray, maybe. I know the fans always wanted that. And I does hope anybody even it buy happen. it? Does anybody even buy these things? I mean, uh, that's the thing. It's like I wonder. It's like you know, we'll spend a I shit buy, ton of. I still buy concerts. Yeah, I, that, I, buy, I, buy I don't know. Maybe we're too. the crazy yeah. ones that still do. <laughs> I mean, I still buy records. You know, anytime there's a new record and it's a band I like, I buy the thing, and I just buy it. And that's me as a musician because I know mm -hmm. that money's going to go in in their pocket. Yeah. So I always try to do the right or even shit I man even if i see a movie and i think it's great it's like well i like this movie and i want them to do more like this and yeah i'll buy it 
Yeah, gotta yeah. support, gotta support the artists. Uh, yeah. spe- speaking of which, get the new Michael Romeo album. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> War of the Worlds Part Two, yeah. uh, available for pre-order now. Comes out March twenty-fifth. Um, killer stuff. Again, there's a couple of singles: uh, "Divide and Conquer" and "Metamorphosis," which are both smashing uh, songs. And uh, I think they're a good representation too. Yeah. You know, "Divide and Conquer" is like yeah, that kind of up tempo and it's kind of rocking, and, and Dino sounds great and metamorphosis yeah it's a little proggy it's got you know a little bit maybe a little rod to, uh, nod to rush you know definitely mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit of that kind of thing you know and then there's yeah. a ton of cinematic stuff that's all on there that you know it's just me doing my thing and having yeah fun. i like the opening opening yeah. uh track on there that leads into the song it's really kind of dramatic and big and epic and uh, that stuff's cool, man. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to jump into our top five Symphony X songs. Um, basically, uh, God, we haven't done one of these in a while, Dan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's um, been a bit. So uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll each uh, just mention a song. Uh, Michael, you, how about you go first, then uh, I'll go, and then Dan, you can go, and then we'll do number two and then number three and that about and um, Mike, if you have any stories uh, about them as we talk about them, we'd love to hear them. Okay. Uh, and, I'll try uh, to remember. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember what I did yesterday, but yeah. I'll try to remember, you know, 20 years ago. I'll do <laughs> my right. best. So um, you want to go first and just uh, uh, pick a, a, your first, first song to, to talk I'll, about? I can I can throw something out there. I mean, does it have to be like one song? Does it have to be one song? Can it be like... <laughs> the whole five records. All right, I'll, I'll do one. But and and it's from Divine Wings. Okay. I think that record, or maybe I'll just do three right now. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll do one. <laughs> I think that record is the record that we kind of knew, like what we were going to do. Like that was the start, I think, of everything because, um, of sins and shadows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love playing that light. It's still heavy. It's that thing, and that was the heavy side of the band. That was that the riff, um, you know, the guitar and the key, the soloing and all that stuff. You know, Russ with the big melody on the chorus. There is a little bit of a classical thing in that song. So to me, that one, that record in general is like the start of where we ended up, you know. And I and I just have to throw in like, you know, Accolade and, and Divine Wings for that epic thing and where that was going to go. And Accolade where that was going to go with. Um, you know, some of the yeah, acoustic gotcha. guitar and the progress, but we'll just say sins and shadows for now. Cause you want to <laughs> Yeah, Accolade was on my short list as well. Okay. Um, Dan, what do you think of that one? Uh, like, Options and Shadows is one of the classics, right? I think it's probably, for a bit there, it was your most well-known song. Mm. And I'm sure, like, all the, the fans jump all over it every time it plays. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's great. Great, great, great live. You know, Sea of Lies, too, another great live. There's just mm-hmm. things about that record that felt like, yeah, this is like a this is what we're doing. This is where yeah. we're going. You know, it's like, yeah, there's the heavy thing. And then there's some of the progressive stuff. And then mm-hmm. there's some of this epic orchestral, even though at that point it was like, you know, just 
Yeah, scratching the surface, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. All right, I'll go with mine. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll say that I actually got in into the band later on, um, and uh, I I kind of like the heavier era of uh, as they call it of of the group myself. Um, so I'm I'm actually gonna jump way further. It's all over the place, but for this one, for my first one, I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, from Iconoclast, I'm gonna go Rain and Madness. All right, cool, bro. Yeah, yeah big, which man. is you know the 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 bonus uh, mm-hmm. tracks or whatever. But uh, but I read somewhere that you actually called it what you thought was the actual correct closing of that record. Is that is that right? <laughs> I don't know what I did yesterday, bro. So I can't even tell. I mean, but yeah, I could see. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it is. It is because I know, and it has that piece. I think there's a piece of divine in there. So I think, no, 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 not that one. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. No, but I, I just, um, you know, it has a great kind of chorus that comes in kind of a bit later in the song, which I really like. Uh, very hooky, and it's really heavy song, uh, and a great way to close out that 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 uh, album. Bow your heads and abandon hope We're the gods of pain Raise your hands if you'll join with us And let the madness reign I mean, I think that's probably my favorite album overall. Really? that's interesting i mean the last underworld Underworld, i love it too i love yeah yeah, that's that's those i love the sound of those albums i think they're really great the production is just there's something about iconoclast and there's some kind of aggression like a cool aggression not like you know Mm -hmm. you know trying trying to be something there's like this this thing happening and um yeah the riffs and just the russ singing and to me that's that record, like Iconoclast, even the song, it just it just came out one day. It was like boom. I was like, oh that, and that rarely happens. So that whole record was just like off to the races, man. It just yeah. felt really good. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's a good um, one too. All right, Dan, what's your first? Um, yeah, we're talking about Iconoclast, but I'm going all the way back. <laughs> I'm going uh, old school, and actually, most of my picks are from that older era era just because some of my favorite songs are from that era but i still love the new stuff and i think between all three of us we will cover a lot of ground between all the different times and, and albums and all that anyways i'm going with uh, the edge of forever oh okay the nation yeah. game yeah. yeah so that's a, a pretty old one uh, i was one year old when this album came out oh, dude you fucking kill you kill me fucking age thing dude yeah oh, so yeah man. this is like the epic of the album it's like a longer song and has twists That's and funny. turns and the lyrics are great and i think this song in specific it went on like what you were saying with divine wings mike i, uh, I it went on to shape uh a lot of how the band sounds today totally you know? yeah dude totally 100 percent right yeah uh, that... and you can hear aspects of it in songs like paradise lost and iconoclast and you get like the the counter rhythm like dissonant chords that you dana you know and and that song like comedian with the oracle and prometheus and and so on so a lot of these aspects they live on still and i mean the way your guitars sound like when they're married with the piano they always be one of my favorite aspects of the band sound and so yeah i love this song 
and it's a very important one in the band's history. I yeah, no, that that would be another one. Like along with the accolade, that thing with the acoustic guitar and the piano and and, mm -hmm. and some of the proggy thing, and it's kind of evolving into these other sections. Yeah, that one definitely. I like kind of put that in that class of like the accolade or maybe even divine mm -hmm. a little. Not not as big as divine. I'll say this for every song. I'll, I'll warn you now, but I hope someday I can hear that one live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I know it. we've done it. You know, that's the thing is like, as you do more records and it's like, it's it hard gets to, challenging. Yeah. yeah sure. I mean, it's hard to put a set list together that has everything. It's like, you yeah, know, that's, you not, always, that's not four hours, right? <laughs> yeah. We always try to do like the new stuff, you know, I mean, you know, we do a record. It's like, we're all about the new record all the time. So that's like the majority mm -hmm. of, of the show. And, yeah yeah exactly yeah, all right no. uh all right mike what's your next uh your next pick where are we at we we've <laughs> each done one song so we, <laughs> okay oh, geez, this huh? is number two all right technically number four now if you're going backwards <laughs> all right i'll i'll make divine one of them too then you know even though i you know in the beginning i said yeah the, i'll just say that song just because that you know like like edge it, it it was the beginning of of all the stuff that came after it like that was like kind of like i guess the prototype of a big long song and it's doing all these different things and yeah there is some classical stuff and then there's some of the piano guitar stuff um yeah i'm gonna say that one because i knew i mean i know everything came from that odyssey all that if that song didn't happen then you know things would have been different so to me it's you know and again talking about just at that point we're working on this stuff and like it just felt like right i remember you know being here with ross or not here back in wherever the studio was back then um like maybe listening to parts of divine or the accolade and there's like goosebumps it's like oh man that is something about it there's something magic about it and this is where we're going now so yeah i'll say divine because i think that had a big part yeah, of things sure. to come I'll reserve my comments for a later moment in this podcast. Okay. Why? What's the matter? Well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's foreshadowing. That means this you might my... kick it too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> then I'll I'll go with mine. Um, yeah, I'm staying modern, more even more recent. But since you actually like the record too, I'm gonna go with Underworld. Oh I'm yeah. Go man. with uh, Legend. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, another just kick-ass riff song, heavy, oh, yeah. not too long. But uh, again, a killer hook in there, um, and uh, really, really memorable.
I mean, I can't believe that that's 2015 now. That that's a long time for you, for you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you said you t you're talking about a new record. Uh, is there any idea of, you know, is it based on on the tour happening that then maybe the writing starts then? Is that where you guys are at with with something like that or? Nah, man. Nah, that's you know, don't want to wait. I don't want to wait that long. You know, like I said, I'll come down here every morning and I and I'm looking for a riff and you know talking to the guys, going back and forth with ideas. Okay. And then cool. eventually, no, eventually, like we'll hit on something and it'll be like, yeah, that's the thing. Right. Or maybe no topic is the thing. It's just like, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. But yeah, if it, it just feels like so much slower and harder to kind of get the ball rolling, rolling. And, and I, you know, just talking to the guys too. It's like, I could tell it's like, yeah, man, there's this thing, like just not having done band things for so long. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're just going to jump in a studio and be totally inspired it's going to be great it's like yeah it's taking a minute you know yeah it's kind of like an athlete right that's been injured comes back in the middle of the season and they need a couple of weeks right to mm, sort yeah. of get back into yep. game shape as they call it right so it's, mm -hmm. maybe it's not too off from that no um, no it's totally not yeah and then being creative it's like you can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden it's like oh here come all these ideas it's like oh man okay you got to find that thing that sparks it and yeah. then, you know, once that thing happens, it, it will just, you know, it will start, rock, you know, rocking. It'll be fine. All right, Dan, what's your next one? Um, so uh, number four, right? Yep. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to pick something from the four? Odyssey. Four? Are we on four? Well, we go yeah. backwards. Five, yeah, four, we go three, five, two, four. One. Yeah. That was right. four So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I knew I wanted to pick something from the Odyssey. And I also knew I didn't want to talk about the title track because I figured it wasn't after either of you would pick it probably. So I, I wanted to pick something else. And I was between two songs. And one of them, the one I didn't pick is a deep cut. And I'll quickly mention it as a honorable mention. It's From Tears. Do you remember that one, Mike? It was a bonus. Yeah, that was a bonus Japan only song. And it's a badass track. And mm. just wanted to bring that up. But my okay. actual pick is Awakenings. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, right, so you like is... those you like those songs and there's this acoustic yeah, and the piano and exactly yeah. that's you're like the prog report. We like the prog your thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Actually, like I, I love. Uh, Roy was just talking about Legend, and I love that mm -hmm. song. I was just listening to it last week, I think, and a lot of Underworld and that kind of sound. Also, I also love that. But uh, Awaken is sort of, sort of like a mini Odyssey. Like it, it evolves in so many different ways, and it gets like emotional and heavy and progressive, and like the instrument bits are some of my favorites of the band. It's very mm. creative. Okay. I love I love how it emphasizes like the piano and bass, like you said, along with the guitars. I think is a prime example of a song that every member in the band shines. Yeah, and I hope I can hear it live one day. <laughs> I don't know if we ever did that one live, but that's really song, again. I don't know. Did we? Maybe we did. Yeah, we might have. We probably yeah. we probably did. Yeah, but that one again. Yeah, coming like from the edge of forever thing, and then into this accolade, and then you 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 know. That's that progression, totally mm -hmm. that kind of thing.
Okay, so this is gonna be your third uh, pick, Mike. All right. Well, three more to go, including this one. Three more. All right. Let's let's see. Um, if I say to Odyssey, is like on everybody else's thing. Or... Nah, nah. You can you can go for whatever. Man. It might be on mine, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely the Odyssey. Definitely the Odyssey, because that was like kind of going for that whole thing as much as we could at the time. You know, as much as we could at the time. Um, and I think like like Divine and even the five record a little bit leading into that thing where the or where it's not so neoclassical Baroque style, but now it's starting to get into that um, late romantic kind of very thematic big horns and, and, and into like maybe the Williams, a little bit of Star Wars and a little bit um, Bernard Herman and uh, Jason and the Argonauts or something, you know. It's kind of going into that realm. And, you know, the technology that would, was available at the time, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, I did my best with, with the orchestration and stuff. And, but that was, you know, the beginning of that thing. You know, those other songs led up to that one, you know, and then from then on, it's always been a part. It's a fan favorite. I think it's always on the set list, right? It's mm. people love it. And um, how did you go with writing that one? Like, it's such a big track. How do you even start? How do you know this is for the Odyssey? This is for something else? What? How? How does it happen? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what I did yesterday, bro. You okay? Ask me. I mean, <laughs> no, something like that. No, honestly, and no, I'm kidding. Honestly, um, and I think this goes to the whole idea of finding a theme for every record. I think for me anyway, it's super important because then you kind of have a goal. You know, Iconoclast, it's like we, early on, it was like, we, you know, it's like, oh, let's do this man versus machine kind of thing. So I know it's like, all right, well, the guitarists are going to be pretty edgy, pretty heavy. There might be some kind of industrial loops there's some things buried not buried but they're kind of tucked in some textures um you know some of the guitars maybe a little bit more crunchy on the yeah. yeah edgy is a good word even some of the keyboard sounds a little bit more distorted but if we didn't know that was going to be like a man and machine thing it wouldn't have you know i wouldn't have gone down that road it would have been something else so like the Odyssey, same thing. It's like, okay, yeah, that record, yeah, there's a lot of different songs, but it was like, okay, looking back to Divine, it's like, yeah, maybe let's do something really big like that, you know, and, and find some kind of classic thing that most people know and always try to find something that's, you know, not too obscure. You know, I think most people would know the Odyssey or Paradise Lost or something like that. And then it was like, okay, yeah, okay, so the, here's the blueprint. 
it's like here's the blueprint it's like okay he does this and this happens and this happens and that one is kind of more of like following the story thing and then it's just a matter of filling in the music you know but if it wasn't odyssey if it was just like oh yeah we're gonna write this big long thing it's like you know about what about what you know so those those kind of songs don't sometimes they don't take as long as as you know as you would think like iconoclast i remember that first song and it was like oh we do this man and machine thing and i was talking to russ and like the next day it was like bam it was the first song the first song you know and i remember sending it to russ he's like dude perfect don't touch nothing wow (laughs) you know know, it was like sometimes it just happens and i think it's because for me it's like you're kind of seeing that picture you know we do the odyssey and i'm thinking of like you know all this visual kind of stuff and and that helps too so yeah it helps man you know i mean yeah things do take a long time they do take time but i think when you have that thing it's like something Mm -hmm. like the odyssey it's not like oh take this piece and i had this laying around it's like no this all has to go in order that's cool that's cool to know you talk a lot about uh influences from orchestra orchestration and movies soundtracks and stuff like that and and a lot of this but have you ever thought about scoring something you're like just doing movie soundtracks and stuff is that something i've done i've done a few yeah you know low budget horror movies and um actually some stuff for network tv i I kind of got my hands a little things i mean i know some composer guys that like that's their real gig and like maybe they'll pull me on to arrange something or do some orchestration on something if they're behind schedule and that kind of stuff so yeah, awesome. yeah you know i dabble I mean, and it's fun thing too because it's like yeah. you know so used to like metal world and which is freaking awesome don't get me wrong but sometimes <laughs> just stepping away and it's like oh here's this goofy cartoon thing can you do something with this and it's like yeah i guess and you kind of do it and it's like oh that was cool and then you go back over here and it's like kind of all right now i'm back to my comfort zone you know right. so and it's cool to kind of do different things yeah that's gotta be fun that's that's really cool um all right so i'm gonna go with my third pick um yeah curious what you think about this one but i think it's a pretty uh you know popular song among the fans or, or whatever but communion and the oracle okay there's another one that yeah but that's in that style that you've been talking about throughout this podcast um yeah i just love this one the 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 vocal parts in it i think mm. are really cool sort of in the middle of the, of the song that, how it starts to build a little bit um very different sounding for you guys i really like that that style on on this one I didn't think yeah. about that one that I probably would would have put that on mm-hmm. too because that again coming from the the edge of forever thing and that thing and that one even more so yeah there, there's all these vocal harmonies and that record yeah kind of dabbling all around with the orchestral thing and though in those I mean it was like keyboard sounds or whatever at the time that we had so 
I'm not crazy about the the orchestral sounding, but 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 the, it, it makes its point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it still it still speaks. It still ha- you know it does what it needs to do. Yeah, but yeah. Communion, man. That's like yeah. There's some great harmonies. Russ singing sounds awesome, and again the piano and the guitar and these ups and downs and these little mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Communion was actually the the first prog song I I heard in my life. My friend Igor showed me it, and I fell in love with it. And then I listened to some Dream Theater stuff and became yeah. a fan too. Yeah. And then uh, it led me to know all these guys and be on this website. So it's because of this one song. There you go. <laughs> it's funny how life goes. But uh, <laughs> and, and continuing on to like with my pick, yeah, it's also from Five, but I'm picking Rediscovery. Um. Wow. The, okay. Yeah. yeah. The last one. Yeah, it's a big one. It's like the the part one is like an awesome like synth intro, and part two is the big boy song of the album. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this one is used to be Twilight in Olympus, right? The song Twilight in Olympus. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Again, I don't remember what. You I don't remember. Yesterday. Yeah, but no, I, but I, I do. No, 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 no. I do remember this. I do remember this because I do remember with Twilight the schedule getting you know under the gun and whatever was happening and you know we always take forever anyway and everything's always friggin late and there was gonna be a track that was that kind of thing you know the longer thing and mm-hmm. and we didn't we didn't do it we didn't finish it and then that whole five record it's like pieces of it everywhere oh right that song probably in particular but yeah some of the themes they were already kind of for that thing and they, they became like the, th- the theme for like whatever the, the this song or or this thing in little pieces mm-hmm. so yeah i do remember that is actually one of my favorite albums ever and i i love it even with the you're saying like the you don't really love the sounds that it has the keyboard stuff but to me it sounds nostalgic and it sounds still great yeah and this song in particular it's like so syncopated and there's like this crazy rhythms all over the place and i love that kind of stuff and it does not really have a structure you know it goes on it doesn't have like an instrumental break in the middle like other longer songs it just goes and then you have like vocal sections and then more instrumental stuff and it goes everywhere and i think it it's really cool for that it's very unique i haven't listened to that in a while i'm, I'm gonna have to listen to that now yeah try you might like it it's my personal recommendation to you, you might okay like well thank, thank you <laughs> i wrote it but you might like it yeah uh, uh all right uh okay your fourth uh your fourth pick michael mine uh definitely something from paradise lost i think paradise lost that heavy getting back to that you know like we were saying before back to when i was a kid the things that made me excited you know here's this new record and oh man that fucking riff is amazing 
and then Paradise Lost became that. Like the riffs, very, you know, kind of thought out, but but identifiable. You know, the whole record as a whole, a little more aggressive. I'll I'll just say like set the world on fire. You know, right out of the gate, it was like okay, it still has a lot of what we normally do, the keyboard thing, and but it's mixed little. I mean, the, the blending of the instruments. It's like yeah, there is a little bit of that harpsichord thing that we might have done or that we did do early on, but now it's something different different about it. And the guitar is doing it too. And then then maybe there's another synth under it. And then it's definitely heavier. It kicks in, and the and the guitar riffs a little different. Russ is singing a little more aggressive. So yeah, to me that I'll say set the world because that was one of those ones where it's like okay, here we go. This is what this record's going to be like. was a big album for you guys i think right yeah that and... really did and i think that's why i mean it was like yeah it was the normal thing we do the production was definitely way better you know mm -hmm. the production stepping up yeah, the production um and and i think for me you know paying attention to like more to the songwriting and and the arrangement of this stuff and um yeah it could be progressive but you know like rush where it's progressive and you're not really sure it's progressive because it's still like, oh, this is catchy. And it's like, oh, this is in seven. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of that mentality going into it, too. So it's like, yeah, man, it's going to be heavy and it'll be progressive and it'll be have all these things. But it, could, it still has to have that listenability that mm -hmm. that's, you know. And then, of course, yeah, it could, it could have wacky stuff that just comes out of left field because that's mm -hmm. cool, too. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to stick with that album. Um, but, but ironically, I'm not going to go kind of heavy. I'm going to go with the title with. track, yeah. uh, which yeah. is, I think my favorite chorus from the band. It's just, it's so cool. And, um, I kind of like that sometimes when, a, when a song goes one way and then the chorus is just like a complete shift. It's like different instead of doing the, you know, go loud and, and aggressive, it, it, it kind of goes down and uh, I love the way Russ sings on that that one it's amazing And that, that song also has a little bit of a, like a Kansas vibe to me. Is that... And I think Accolade and all those ones before it and Edge and Accolade and Communion and, and Paradise Lost the song. Absolutely. I mean, I, you, are you a big fan? Oh, that... God. Yeah, dude. I'm... <laughs> 
Because, uh, yeah, the piano thing in the beginning and sort of... Totally. The, Kansas. Yeah, very it's Kansas. Kansas. I love Kansas and, you know, like Rush, Kansas and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I love all that. And that's where a lot of that came from. So, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Very uh, cool. That song's awesome. Yeah, dang, almost was dang. my number one, but I... I... Okay, no, that's that. You know, if we were talking about Paradise Lost, that would probably be, you know, between Set the World and that one, I think. But they're so different, but I think they're yeah. equally have mm -hmm. their strength that make that yeah, album what it is. Yeah. All right, Dan. Um, number two is Through the Looking Glass for me. Another one. He's going with those kind of tunes. Yeah, dude. I mean, we, we're covering a lot of ground. I'm just taking care of my bit here. Okay, yeah. no. It's... I <laughs> I think this might be the progiest um, Symphony X song in some ways. What do you think? Like, it's extremely melodic, and he's got, like, the, all these repeating themes and transforming motifs and all that good stuff. Like, um, this album also had a different drummer. Um, oh, I don't yeah, really yeah. remember why, but he did some very cool creative stuff with that. And this is, like, the song, like, I always recommend to people that are more into prog mm. uh, than metal, you know? And they... They ask about Symphony X and you go, hey, listen to this one. It's an easy listen. It's fun to listen to. It goes to a bunch of different places, but it's very approachable. And, you know, it might be long, but it's very approachable. And that's what she said. But anyways, <laughs> a song about Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what it was, you know, kind of about. And again, trying to find something, mm -hmm. you know, as we knew we wanted something Oh, maybe a longer track that had like a couple of movements and then it was like okay looking back at some of the previous things it's like all right maybe instead of just doing one big whole song maybe like kind of looking at it's like three little movements like mm -hmm. that so it was like okay we're gonna do this kind of thing and it'd be like kind of three movements in this part maybe you know yeah. a more melodic thing and then the middle is going to kind of come down and then the end is going to be this heavy riff and it's yeah it's a little bit you know time signature wise it's it's a little you know, the dance, the, this last riff, I think it might be my favorite one you wrote. The wow. da, 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 da. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, man, that's yeah. But that's yeah. like that song. It's like okay, little bits of everything. It's like yeah, the melodic thing and little pr proggy, and then the mm -hmm. middle coming down, and then the end. It's like yeah, you have this riff and it's like a little heavier mm -hmm. and it's a little more um, different time signatures and that kind of thing. So yeah, the album has stuff like that, like Smoke and Mirrors, Church of the Machine. Th those. Mm -hmm kinds of songs also have stuff like changing all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, hey, your last pick, Mike. Oh boy, here we go. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I said already. Let me think. So this we, is... you have of sins and. No, nah, I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I mean, okay. I have this COVID time warp, but <laughs> I remember <laughs> this stuff. Um, it's definitely going to be something from Underworld because that record too. And I remember when we started working on it, and it was like, okay. Paradise Lost and Iconoclast, definitely heavy in the riff department and, and, and 
you know, there's even some kind of thrashy stuff happening on, which I love. I mean, I love it. And then for, for, um, underworld, it was like, yeah, let's keep some of the heavy stuff, but then let's revisit. There's some things on there that to me, remind me of, of the earlier, um, some of the earlier stuff. And it was on purpose trying to infuse all those different errors into things. So, um, oh man, I'm trying to think which, you know, like song, like without you would be in that category with like the communion or, or, or accolade kind of thing. But I'm going to say nevermore just because like the guitar never stops going and yeah. that's cool. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's like my warm up song. Cause it's just like relentless 16 notes forever. It's funny how like not a lot of bands can do like a chorus where like the guitar player is doing just tapping crazy <laughs> stuff like doing the it's it's insane great pick yeah yeah that's great and actually without you is a, a really good song as well i mean that's really yeah. well done yeah um, i mean I it's like that, a... that album's great man i I, I hope that uh we get something soon because it was really like i was yeah. really liking the sound of what was going on there yeah, there was definitely things with that record that, yeah, on purpose, trying to, like, pull back some of the older stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and still do something new and, like, you know, a song like, and that's why I think a song like Nevermore, it's like, yeah, this guitar is just going in the chorus, it's just going, like, never did anything like that really before, so it's like, okay, here's some new stuff, and yeah, this is still heavy, and the riff is freaking heavy, um, and then something like Without You, where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just like kind of very melodic, kind of, I don't want to say poppy, but, but very uh, accessible chorus to any yeah. anybody listening. It's like, oh, yeah, man, I just feel this thing. And I, Russ sang it, you know, freaking great. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that record, there was a lot of those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, this is like really cool. You know, yeah. like Divine had or like Paradise Lost had, that one had some of those moments. Um, that's awesome, man. Thanks. That was great. Five great picks. Um, I I did have on my list for number one a repeat. I'm going to stick with it because I think it's uh, uh, worth it. I'm going to it was going to be the Odyssey. So that's that's my number one um, being the prog report. We got to give props to you know the proggiest thing <laughs> um but <laughs> the longest uh, song but look yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's always uh you know we always gravitate towards these long 20 minute epics or you know whatever and that's always like you look at the track listing and you see that and you go oh well that's got to be good because it's long you know yeah. but it's it's not always the case you know and and it has to have like you said a purpose a story uh where everything works together and the, there's there's the ups and downs with it or you know that all all seem to work and when it works it's brilliant you know and so uh that is where this song is and 
I mean, I like the, the opening acoustic bit. It's just really cool. And you have no idea where the song is going from that point on and to mm. all sorts of places. So, And the other um, thing, too, I mean, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just me. But I remember when we were all done with it and, and listening to it. And it's like, all right, let's just see what we got here. And you listen to it. And then it ends. And I'm like, wow, that was cool. That felt like five minutes. Right. Yeah. No, it goes like, by. I remember that. Like, it struck me. Like, it's like, oh, this doesn't feel like there's any like, oh, let's fucking go already with this part. You know, it, mm -hmm. it always felt like it's moving. It's pro it's propelling forward always. Even yeah. if it comes down, it's like, all right, well, it's going to happen next. And then, boom, you're into this other thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like longer songs where four minutes in the middle is just a keyboard swell. Or or it has a seven minute intro of like one note before the song got going. So now it's, you know, 20 minutes. I'll make but sure I, on the next record we do that just for you, bro. It's going to be like fucking 18 edit button. minute. Edit, edit eight, button. Yeah, 18 minutes. Wah. <laughs> 18 minutes. The best Symphony X song off. ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan, your last pick. Okay, so uh, obviously I was going to pick Define Wings. Right, but I'm pulling the old switcheroo here because oh, okay. uh, Mike talked about it, and everyone who listens to this has knows that I, I love that song, and I talked about it just last month, I think, on another podcast. So I'll I'll save it for another time. I think we gotta we gotta pick something from Iconoclast, and I'm thinking between. Well, I did one. I picked uh, Rain and Madness. No, but uh, no, yeah, good good pick, right. I was thinking we didn't, but I'm thinking between the title track or When All Is Lost, which is another one of my favorites. But for the sake of variety, I'll go with the title track because I yeah, think my go. other ones are not as heavy and uh, like edgy as, as this one. And I think this song is awesome. It's uh, the chorus is super hooky. You know, mm. you, you get with it for days in your mind. And no, thanks, it's, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a the, great song. That's, really, the that's goal. a great opening track. Yeah. I mean, that's just a killer. Yeah. And like, can you like, this is a song that's guaranteed for if you play live, people are gonna love it and it's gonna like start with good energy because it has like every song that has like the the crowd cheering and that stuff. It, it's asking for it to be played live, so that's definitely a a great pick and in set list and whatever i think it's a, a song that's up there with all of your best ones um mm. and definitely one that everyone that you know if you're, you you want to get more familiar with symphony x that's one you gotta know Iconoclast. 
that definitely but, has it does have a little of everything you know mm -hmm. it's definitely just the opening thing it's proggy and it, the timing is like yeah it's insane freaking insane yeah but then yeah it settles into the riff and then where it's a verse and the chorus has that thing and it's cool mm -hmm. and then you know the solo yeah. is and, it, and, and it's very like heavy and aggressive but it's not like needlessly edgy you know it doesn't go like yeah we are evil you know it, it has the theme it's like the the odyssey the odyssey has a thing that it's if you don't know what it is what it is about it's a great song and you can listen to it but it's more rewarding if you're invested into the story and you like you match the themes with what's happening musically i think that's also true for iconoclast as mm. well yeah and that was uh, one of those ones that just kind of you know boom and it happened mm -hmm. so fast and it was because yeah it's like okay let's do this man and machine thing you know as we were saying man and machine thing and this you know, right to me right away it's like man it's going to be edgy it's going to be a little more aggressive it's going to be a little um how can i say with the time signatures like a little uneven a little unsettling with mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so all that and then that song was like bam happened really yeah. fast which doesn't happen often mm -hmm. awesome uh, hey man, thanks. This was a lot of fun. I hope uh, you know what sucks. Your memory about some Wait, songs. <laughs> you know what sucks, dude. I'm gonna tell you what what sucks What's about that? this right now. I'm, we're gonna get done, and I'm gonna go look at the, you know, go pull out my old, you know, my symphony. Uh, I wanted to pick that one. Why didn't I fucking bring that song? <laughs> I told you. Yeah, dude. This always happens. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. It's it's it, we always think about about some songs later, but it's it's fun. It's fun revisiting these things. Yeah, no, that's actually this is really cool. And yeah, I mean now some of them I haven't heard in a while. It's like I might have to go back and mm -hmm. you know kind of refresh my memory. But, um, but no, it's uh, cool, man. I think we talked about a lot of cool different ones, man. Absolutely, and heavy stuff, and then the lighter proggy, and then just you know the more mm -hmm. melodic and, and the vocal thing, and you know just everything. Yeah, yeah. man, uh, great stuff. Thanks for writing such killer tunes and. Uh, uh, again, let's just shout out again to the new uh, solo record, War of the mm -hmm. Worlds Part 2. Uh, comes out March 25th. Please check it out. Get it. Support mm -hmm. this guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, go see Symphony X on tour with Haken. I mean, what could be better than that? That's going to be fucking yeah, awesome. Dude. Yeah, wow. we'll be there. Everyone's going to be there. Everyone's going to have the new record. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, everything's looking good now, you know, but that's the thing. Like, who the hell knows? So fingers are crossed and... and uh, yeah, no shit, dude. I mean, I'm I'm with you 100%. I, I think we're good because I'm seeing bands here. A lot of stuff, you know, people are doing. Yeah. Listen, Dan's coming to the States from Brazil to see your show. That's it. That's why he's coming. Then I no hope. No pressure. That, then it nah, can't yeah, get yeah. <laughs> It's like I said before. Oh, it's going to happen, dude. Don't worry. No matter what. You know? Yeah, I, I'm flying over to see like three or four shows, different bands. I mean, one of them's uh, I got to get lucky with at least one. <laughs> no. something's gonna happen no oh, i yeah. think i think as like we get into the spring and stuff I, I i'm thinking trying to get this whole covid thing kind of under control and yeah uh, just where like you know we can have kind of a little bit of normal stuff kind of back to you know it is what it is we're gonna have to live with this thing and you know hopefully somebody will figure it out but um yeah you know for bands it's like you know crushing so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm uh, trying to be positive. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll let you go. Thanks again. All right, and, guys. Uh, we'll see you soon, yeah. man. Yeah, it man. Was good, fun. Yeah, good hang, dude. Good stuff. I'm gonna go look at that record now. I'll be like, why didn't I freaking talk about? It? All right. <laughs> that is awesome. Thanks everyone right. for listening. We'll see you later, man. Yes. Yeah,